welcome to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast that doesn't like you if you catfish us, Janine Garofalo. Anyway, I'm Leslie Gray Streeter, a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author, a speaker, and a person whose mind is blown by the fact that we ever thought Janine Garofalo was not attractive in the 1990s. My co-host is... I'm Lynn Streeter Childress. I do theater for young audiences, and... um. Cyrano de Bergerac has been told a million ways. Should it be told anymore? I don't know. Well, today, we were very, very excited to have a return guest. We actually promised you uh, back when we first recorded with her a couple of months ago that she would be back soon. And then we were like, wait, and we shouldn't have waited. And now that she's back uh, to discuss... Uh, a movie that is actually a companion piece, I think, for the first movie that she it talked is. about. We will talk more. It's Robin Peace. Hi. <laughs> so, Love Bug, what's the movie we're talking about today that very much is tied into The Mirror Has Two Faces, which we talked about with you a couple months ago? Yes, we're talking about the truth about cats and dogs. And this movie is about a vet- veterinarian Abby, who has a radio talk show called The Truth About Cats and Dogs. And she is on the call with a guy named Brian, who has gotten a, a dog from the shelter for a photo, photo shoot, and he's having a little problem because he puts skates on the dog. So, <laughs> so he is trying to get the skates off the dog, and the dog is going crazy. So Abby helps him, and he's like so over blown away he wants to meet Abby but Abby is a little insecure about her appearance because she's short and she thinks she's ugly but she's not and oh my gosh she tells she tells him that she'll meet him but she stands him up and he calls her again and she says okay I look like my her neighbor Noelle who is a model and Noelle is blonde tall and beautiful and she gives him noelle's description and she tries to stand him up but it doesn't work because he sees noelle and her and he's like because he shows up he shows up at her radio station radio station and so he uh, he assumes noelle is abby and noelle well hold on not just assumes she tells yes. Noelle to pretend. She yes, says, I forgot about that. There's yes. a guy I here. About that. Right, she says there's a guy here who I was supposed to go on a date with. Can you tell him that yes. you're me? Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, I forgot. She Noelle uh, plays along for a little while, and suddenly Noelle starts to want Brian for herself. So. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. We won't tell the whole story. We okay. won't tell the whole story. Um, because we're gonna walk through. But but absolutely. It's uh, it's another version of Cyrano de Bergerac, which um, is about if those those of you which, don't know, um, a guy with a very long nose, oh, the big nose, right, who um, falls in love with this young woman named Roxanne, and he is sure that she will not have him because of his looks, and writes these letters to her uh, of longing, and you know they start this letter writing relationship. But he kind of recruits this other guy to pretend to be him because he has decided that she will reject him 
if she knew what he really looked like. And of course, it doesn't work that way because you're seeing someone who you love fall in love with you yeah. mm-hmm. as someone else with with your essence, but with somebody else's yeah. face. And um, so yeah. Um, so I don't know where to start with this movie in terms of how to dissect it. Well, he, he, you, you okay, yeah, Robin? my mother just walked in. I'm telling her to go away. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Here's my question. So, Robin, and I, I know the answer for myself, and I think I know for Lynn, too, but is there, when you first saw this movie in the 90s, what was your reaction to it and identification with it, and has that changed since watching it again? at this age well the back in the 90s back in the 90s i thought oh i identify so much with abby i know why she put played along and pretended that she was donna and not no and not herself and i would have completely done everything that she would have done to because i was so embarrassed about how i about how i looked like my appearance but now looking at it I think I would have told him and you know the truth I would have been like I'm Abby (laughs) deal with it (laughs) I wouldn't have gone on with this long charade (laughs) so I I I still like this movie because it's one of my guilty pleasures but (laughs) I would have handled it differently. I, I, I don't understand why she goes through this drama no. to get this guy. Well, and it's interesting too is with with this and with Serena, with with Roxanne, yeah, which was Roxanne. the yeah. 80s Steve Martin version of this. Daryl Hannah, yes. Daryl Hannah and Brad Johnson. Um yes. Who Brett Johnson? Brett Johnson was often the guy in the '80s movie who I thought it was Rick Rossovich. Maybe it was Rick Rossovich. You know, Brett Johnson. I'm thinking of always. always, yes, which was like always was an '80s movie with um, Holly Hunter and Richard Dreyfuss, where Richard Dreyfuss dies and mm-hmm. sort of guides her. She falls in love with. Uh, Brad Johnson, right, and he's watching her. So I, that's, but Rick Lasovich and and Brad Johnson are similar type. Yeah, they are looking dudes, big strapping, kind of like because he was a he was a firefighter in that mm-hmm. fight, and, and actually they both were. They They're were. both in, in both movies. Uh, both characters are firefighters. Yeah, so it's interesting too that I've been I research not only what people are saying about this movie now but an interview that janine garofalo did a couple years ago about this for elle magazine Mm. where she talks about how she it kind of messed her up you know having to play an unattractive person even though you know you're not unattractive messes with your head and the fact that she felt that the movie there's something she likes she thinks that ultimately like for instance that the dumb bitch line Mm-hmm. When okay, Roy, who is a terrible person, is Noel's boyfriend. He's yes. abusive and awful and ugly and terrible. So he first meets uh, Abby when he knocks on her door, thinking it's Noel's house. Like you're mm-hmm. not Noel. He seems annoyed. He's at the wrong. He's yes. at the wrong house, and yes. it's her fault. So 
she is Noel is playing uh, Abby is playing the, the violin and she hears Noel having a fight with her terrible boyfriend and he comes she comes out and she's basically oh you called her dumb bitch thought you were talking to me and Jean Garofalo says I'm not a person who thinks that you can reclaim words like bitch I know the point of the scene mm-hmm. so I let it go the point of the scene was she was defending Noel and she was trying to get her out of there mm-hmm. but I don't think I don't ever want to call myself a dumb bitch. I don't think you should call other women dumb bitches. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Also, she says that she knows that in the 90s, Uma Thurman, a beautiful woman, was that archetype of tall, blonde, thin. And mm-hmm. she said that she knows that now that movie productions and TV productions are doing a better job of not saying this is what beautiful looks like. Yes. And that is typed as beautiful. Yes. Um. All that to say that I hated everybody involved in this movie except for poor little dumb Brian <laughs> and the dog on the roller skates. Um, mostly, and the person I disliked the most was Abby, which is the person that you're supposed to identify with in that, yes, being, not being... Say that again, Leslie. In the 90s, I felt that I was not attractive, even though I was cuter than I've ever been in my life and will ever be again. And I identify with Noelle that she does with Abby, with Abby, excuse me. She does what you would now call catfishing Mm -hmm. where she says, I look like this, but I really look like this. And you are having long talks, phone sex, all this stuff with this person you think looks like this, Mm -hmm. but it's really me. And you're supposed to identify with it. Also, Janine Garofalo says, and spoiler alert, because it's a 90s rom-com, they get together at the end. Um, she says that she didn't think they should have gotten together at the end. She goes, how do you get together with someone romantically who lies to you? She mm-hmm. says she thought it would have been better if they just had, I understand you, I understand you, this is the truth, we'll just be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes, but it was a 90s rom-com, and that's sort of what that third act demands, that it be that. Yes. But I'm watching this going, this is a woman who let her insecurities like people who catfish people, mm-hmm. like everyone who's ever been on catfish, let their insecurities <laughs> lie to them that it's better to lie to this person mm-hmm. and that I'm not going to give this chance to know me and somehow it's okay because I get what I want, but this person, maybe they wouldn't have liked you. And you know what? That's a chance you have to take. Yes. Just right. like you said, Robin. When you said, I would have been like, listen, ships forward in May. You're lost if you don't like me, but I'm out. Yep. And it's so wild because I think one of the things that we assumed, or maybe I assumed was going to be the case when we watched this movie back in the 90s, is that in some ways he was at some kind of fault. Yes. Yeah. Because he wanted Uma Thurman. And Uma Thurman is very beautiful. But the problem is, like you said, is she never gave him mm-hmm. the chance to make that decision for himself because she assumed that it was going to go like that. Well, they did set you up to not like, they, they did try to get you to not like him because when she has that conversation with him on the beach and he, and they ask him, and she asks him, what if you found to start develop a relationship with all of the the women with the non the non attractive woman, and you de- develop the relationship with her, and all, all of a sudden all those emotions that you would would def- you would get 
physically and mentally attracted to her. What then? And instead of answering the question, he goes, are you going to eat that? <laughs> and I'm like, you, and I'm like, he had opportunity to answer that question. But he did, but he was also already in a relationship. He thought yes. he was her best friend. And he so good. And he didn't know why he was being asked that question. He didn't understand the context. It's like with that stupid scene where they go over and get drunk. Mm -hmm. You know, which I'm like, okay. yeah. well, go ahead. Well, so hold on. So let's go sort of back a little bit. Because Robin, when she was doing the rundown at the beginning. Well, no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Where it's kind of going um, sort of into this scene so what happens is is that like robin said um she uh abby has several chances to tell the guy that it's her so mm -hmm. you know the, the original scene happens at the radio station where he think where she tells uma thurman and I am black, so I will be calling characters by the names of their actors because that's what we do. We know no one's names. It's a stereotype, but sometimes actually it's true. Her name was Noelle, but I'm going to call Uma Thurman. Mama named Uma. I'm going to call her Uma. Anyway, okay. Sorry, I'll go back and forth. But Uma Thurman, uh, you know, has pretended to be her, but they sort of continue mm -hmm. it. And they go out, the three of them, together and with the ex with the ex expectation Uma Thurman goes to the bathroom that Abby is going to tell him while she's gone mm -hmm. in the bathroom but and well yeah so but doesn't because some other insecurity she's so beautiful whatever blah 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 happens mm -hmm. where she chickens out and tell some whole story about she makes cheese. Yeah. He says, well, what do you do for a living? And she goes, I'm a cheese maker and I have goats and whatever, which yeah. is funny. But but she wants to continue. That's the interesting thing at the beginning is that Noel doesn't want to do things. No. Noel no. is saying, Noel's not looking for a man because Noel has a yes. man. He's a sucky man. Ugh. But mm. Noel has a dude and she's trying to encourage her to stand up for herself. Mm. And be herself. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where, oh, so, and Noel even sets up so one of the biggest things that they talk about in the movie is this phone sex yes. scene. Yes. Is that, that basically Noel gives him Abby phone number, Adam, yes. That they're supposed to talk on the phone. So he calls Abby, yes. who was actually Abby, and Abby pretends to be herself, yes. right? <laughs> And they have this amazing like date over seven the hours. They're on the phone, yes. Make, making talk, reading, and she plays the violin for him. And they eat tuna. They're making tuna sandwiches together. At the Talking same to time. her cat, yes. yeah. And this uh, and a dog. This amazing, amazing, amazing conversation, and that ends in this phone sex scene. And um, then he comes. He says, "Okay, I'm coming over to your house." And she's like, "Wait a minute!" So she's this funny thing. Where yes. she it's really that, funny. Um, it's very funny. A mask, and says, "I have on a poor mask." Okay, but so let's go back a bit. Um, is that so? That sort of like context. So up to this point, Noelle has been trying to get Abby to just admit to him who, who she, she is, is, yes, and that he's gonna like you because he obviously likes you because you he likes you quote yes. unquote you. Because you have so much in common. But let's talk about the scene where she buys the poor minimizing man. <sighs> oh. 
I know. Okay, and I will say for those of you who are younger who have never had perhaps the panic-inducing experience of going to a store where people are trying to sell you things and they tell you that things are wrong with you so you will buy their products and so this woman also i didn't like that she besides jamie fox the only black woman with speaking black person with a speaking part yes this woman who's working she and uh noelle and uh abby are at a very 90s counter cosmetics counter at an apartment store and it's always like they didn't say it's clinique but you got a gift with purchase whatever so (laughs) she's having this conversation and abby this is why this scene doesn't work abby who is a gorgeous woman Mm -hmm. who's got the most beautiful skin those beautiful hair who obviously wears makeup and does something to herself Mm -hmm. is supposed to be an unwashed troll Mm -hmm. so when this woman says to her well, look at your face, because basically. Well, 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 back up. Why does she say it? Why I was about say to it? say that. You got okay. it. Because go no, that's okay. Because she says something funny. Yes. About the poor minimizer. Yes. She makes a joke yes. about it because she's like, "Oh, if you try the poor minimizer," and she goes, "We well, need a maximizer. What if you need to hide something in your pores, yes. whatever?" And she, she's making it. And the, and, and the free yes. radicals. My free yes. radicals aren't need to be exposed or something like that. I can't remember. Exactly. So she makes a joke, and this woman just staging a staging coup. a coup. Free the free radicals, radicals yes. And so. Oh, because she goes regime rather than regimen. Yes. She says, reg- the woman says something stupid. She says the wrong word. Uh-huh. She says, your facial regime. And she goes, what am I starting a coup? Yes. And the woman doesn't like it. So she goes, oh, I'm going to take this obviously hideous woman who has never met a moisturizer in her life yes. down 80 pegs by then telling her she's ugly. Yes. It's not like, and she, she flips at that, okay, guys, if you've never done this, that terrible mirror where it's like, ooh, everything on your face, the pores and valleys of your face. And she's like, what about this? Haven't been taking care of yourself, have mm-hmm. you? Blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I have, I too have bought, I bought $65 lipstick from the Chanel lady who I thought was the Clinique lady and Towson, and I'm going to say about 1998, at the Nordstrom, no Macy's, Macy's, because we had gone, my friend Melanie and I had gone to the Macy's and I wanted new lipstick. I was like a black honey person. That was my, my Clinique situation. That was a beautiful color. I loved it. So the lady comes over and she goes, I'm not actually the Clinique lady. I'm the Chanel lady. I'm like, tell me more Chanel lady, moron. So we go over to the Chanel counter. <laughs> I've, I've just been catfished by the oh, Chanel no. lady. We go over, I bought this $65, uh, very nice, but it was, not, first of all, it's not Black Honey, and it was whatever, so we go to Melanie's house, and I have the bag of stuff, I bought all our bags in, and Melanie's husband goes, who bought 65 <laughs> because he was hoping it wasn't his wife, who bought $65 lipstick? She goes, Leslie, he's like, but why? Oh, why? And that's how I felt. It was that moment. It was around the same time. So anyway, so she talks her into, she shames her into having a normal face. And P.S. Gina Garofalo does not have a normal face. She has a beautiful face. Yes. She's, She's beautiful. more beautiful than many people. And she taught in this alternate universe where she is Quasimodo's sister. She talks her into <laughs> buying this stuff. And then she's like, 
and doing a makeover and she looks like a freaking clown and she's, and she's bought crying. all this stuff oh, it's so and terrible. she's crying it's terrible but that scene um to me was absolutely accurate about what happens to women and also absolutely dishonest because that is not an unattractive woman no well, the whole movie was dishonest. I mean, if you're because of that. And what's so interesting too is that Uma Thurman is a beautiful woman, but she's also an unconventionally yes, she is. She's a model. Woman. And I'm a, she's she's a and model. I'm a, in but, the movie, in face, the movie, she's a model. That you can't compete with somebody who was born to be a model and comparing it to somebody who is just a beautiful woman, just an average beautiful woman. Right. But when I, but even by but I agree with you and even by that thing though Uma Thurman's face itself is not your standard face. She has a very unusual it's beautiful but she has a very unusual face. It's the Linda Van- Linda Linda Evangelista Christy Turlington something is slightly off but that what's that's what makes the face beautiful. That's mm-hmm. what makes them beautiful. And yeah, it's not like Cindy Crawford, you know, had the eyebrows so like shave yes. your eyebrows. She's like, "Why would I?" Yeah. Get get rid of your mole. Why would I? Yes. And the, the 90s oh, and the, everyone wanted that everyone wanted that mole. Yes. The 90s had they were all still thin and beautiful. And the, the funny thing is, oh. and told the most conventionally attractive of all those is Naomi, Cam- Naomi Campbell, except she was black. So yes. that made her unconventional. But, and Tyra, both of them, yes. I think had the most symmetrical faces. They had the most, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, all that to say that that scene, I'd forgotten about that scene. And I, something kind of went in my chest. Like, Me oh too. boy. And the fact that women weaponize those insecurities against other women yep at when every person i don't and i don't they don't mean it but they are willing to do it anyway Mm -hmm. to say i mentioned something online and people i'm barely friends with show up in my facebook inbox and on messenger and go hey do you need skincare no i don't and because part of it is i take care of my face now i didn't used to but i do now Mm -hmm. also there's the um, they do that as a sales pitch like there's something lacking in you Mm -hmm. that you need. And so for a woman like Abby, who was brilliant and a doctor and loved her, her cat and loved her view, her readers. Also let's talk about the fact that this movie, you know why this movie could never happen now? The internet. Yeah. Because so the only person I know who has no picture, there's a guy that I was friends with for ages who I dated briefly um, who now I got in touch with him a couple years ago, um, Dennis. There are no pictures of him online, not one. I don't wow. know why, but he, he apparently, I don't know, but he's gone out of way. He's on LinkedIn now, but there's no picture and you cannot find him anywhere. And I, and he's doing really well. There's lots of stories and stuff on him. He's doing this, he's doing that. He works at BP, he's doing great, but there ain't no pictures of him. He's the only person I know in 30 years to not have, so. even my father who hated being on Facebook and my mother-in-law who hated being on Facebook, the Facebook she called it, there were still pictures of her on there. So now Abby, particularly at a radio station that wanted to promote her, would demand her face be. Yeah. Well, it not only promoted her, it it's she. It was a hit, hit, hit yes. show, and she was a veterinarian who did not practice. No. 
this was her practice. Yes. She, and she was, and here's the other crazy thing, right? Beginning Garofalo was what, maybe four years older than us? Yeah. So maybe when this movie came out, she was like 29, like barely even 30. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, right. Or maybe she's older. Is she 58 or 59? I don't know. She was in her late 20s, early 30s. Yes. Tops. Tops. And, and, was not a practicing she did not have patience no all of her patients were people that she served online so the very fact that and she had a nice apartment and was this la yes was it la in la even 30 years ago wasn't and that she would have the same apartment as noelle who was a struggling actor and model yeah and that says something about noelle she wasn't struggling that much I mean, to have that, and also, I, I as a journalist, I have to say, y- nobody would just call a model they'd never heard speak to audition to be a television news person. Mm-mm. There are plenty of, of models who do that, but they don't usually go, we've never heard you speak before. And I just, I thought that, well, go ahead. It depends, I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, because, again, you're a journalist and you know that market better. And at the same time, though, if it was, so probably not, like, straight journalism, but but think about Extra and those shows that you spokesmodeled. Oh, sure, but in, she was doing... In the, in the 90s. She was doing news, yeah, though. Yeah, she was going she was, for you're news. Right, you're she right. Wasn't going she was about the... Extra. I mean, I do laugh every time that she does that line reading so perfectly. Basically, guys, if you haven't seen it, she's like, I'm going to audition to be on the news. Can you listen to my audition? She says, sure. And she's smiling as she's talking about a ferry that crashes and blows up and 95 people die. And they're, they're sent five miles to their death. And it's the funniest thing because Uma Thurman's character is so earnest and because they have become friends she doesn't want to say that's terrible she goes hey listen maybe you could like not be so upbeat maybe you could and because they're bring- also now they would have got this if the movie was made now they would have gotten together because the two <laughs> Abby, yes yeah. because the two of them had more chemistry yeah. than anyone had with ben chaplin yeah well what and one of the crazy things too about Chemistry, and we're gonna sort of get up to that one scene, um, <laughs> the 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 let's get drunk scene. Um, yikes! But but mm-hmm. yikes! But what's interesting though is in this movie, and again, it goes back to the ultimate thing about whether or not this was a good thing for them to do. Is what is chemistry if you're not being honest? Yes. So he had chemistry with. Um, Janine Garofalo's character, he and Abby, because they had lots in yes. common. Yes. And she's the one who actually helped yes. him with his dog in the yes. beginning and inspired him to actually adopt this, to keep this dog as a yes. pet. Because he, he got him from the shelter to use him for a thing, but he actually yes. keeps him as a pet because she's like, you have a dog yes. now. You don't think you have a dog? Congratulations, Newmanburg, your family. Yes. What? Yeah. He's like, what? It was, <laughs> Wait, exactly. What? <laughs> what, what? Exactly. And so... And then he and Uma Thurman have physical chemistry, chemistry, physical yeah. chemistry, because they're both cute people. But let's step back. He and Janine Garofalo had yes. physical yes. chemistry because, but he never was able to consider her that way because it was never presented to him. Thank as you. An yes, option. Thank never, you. He, he kept saying, 
oh I oh what I love after that day on the beach he's like oh and about Abby can you just say I miss her face I was like what the heck is that <laughs> I mean if I were Abby hearing that about the person that's pretending to be me I would be upset not not upset and not not upset at Noel I'd be upset at myself because Wait, because he never got a chance to go ahead. because here he is this guy actually likes me and i'm not telling him the truth right and he's missing my face and it's not my face that's not my face and yeah and it just goes back to the fact that they set this guy up so lynn talk about the let's get uh crap faced and see what happens scene right and, and, and to be, okay, totally, like, transparent. So Robin and I actually had breakfast this morning and talked about a lot of this already. <laughs> they cheated, y'all. They cheated on the podcast. We cheated on the podcast. Dirty so we're having this conversation again. Dirty cheaters. Hey, hey, Leslie, can you bring your mic back up away from your face? Again, it's drifting down because it's doing the staticky thing again. Okay. Okay. Um, and those of you who listen to this program, we're working on our audio issues. I'm just. I bought here. gamer. It's, it's uh, yeah, I bought these gamer things, and apparently, I can't speak right into the microphone. So also, I am plugged in. We did everything. I'm sitting. I bought a new floor pillow so I could sit on the floor next to the modem. Um, I assume my child is not downstairs uh, spending all my money on the internet um, because he's in a different room. I assume he's down there. Um, I'll let y'all know next week if he's if he's my, left. So my child is being very quiet, but we did just go to the library. Ah, uh, but um, but yeah. So and then Robin can say more too. So, um, uh, oh, so there is a scene where. Um, it's become just readily apparent that Roy, who is Noelle's boyfriend, and also her manager. Yeah, her manager Ugh. getting 15% that at the time that it was only supposed to be 10. <laughs> right. Um, that he, she's in an abusive relationship, and she finally realizes that she's in an abusive relationship. And then she realizes that she has literal access to a really good guy mm -hmm. who thinks that he's dating mm -hmm. her. Yes. So she says... Why don't we go over? Well, that was her, her yeah, idea. Yeah, it was her was idea. It, it was her idea. Let's, let's get right. Let's, let's get crap face drunk and see who he picks. <laughs> right, and ask him: Would you rather be yes. with what the Time Magazine Woman of the Year or the Playboy Model yes. of the Year? Right. Yes. That the yes. Which is simplistic and stupid. Yes. But is what it is, and as Abby says, it's reductive to both of them. Yes. But so they go over. He Noel show. I mean, uh, Noel as Abby shows up uh, with a bottle of tequila, and he's like, "Oh, it's the girl I'm dating." Because this is what I think. I know here's her friends. Of course, he's a little disappointed because her friends behind her, <laughs> who he thinks name is Donna, who makes cheese. Yes. <laughs> and so they come in, and so they're flirting, and it's whatever. So he's taking these pictures of. Abby, who he thinks is Donna, who makes cheese, and she's so comfortable, and he's comfortable, and then he starts taking pictures of Noel, and Noel is a model. Yes, not just because he starts taking pictures of Noel, it's that Noel sees yes, that, yes, that he and her are yes. clicking, and Noel says, "My basically my turn," yes. and kind of pushes you out. Know, yeah, this goes out, and so Bob and I had this conversation 
And I don't know how many of you all have had it, have had this thought, have ever been the plainer looking girl with the really accepted as cuter yes. friends. Frequently. Been, right, who've been the add yes. one. And I was going to tell this story. It's really funny, even to my twin sister. So Leslie, um, you're like, when we were teenagers, uh, my mother had a friend who had a son. Mark, oh, yeah, 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 I do. And he, who had a best friend. Chauncey, Chancey, Chancey. Chancey. Uh, I'm sorry if you are all listening to this. I don't know where they are. But anyway, um, but basically the two of them, they come over and Leslie and the friend's son like hit it mm-hmm. off. And the friend was my, said, my first date. Oh, wow. He was my first date. It was my first date, yeah. So the friend says to me something like, well, I, he likes her, so I guess I'm supposed to like you too or hang out with you too or like something like that. And I was like, it was totally, it was totally, <laughs> I mean, it looks again, but yes, it was I'm like literally with my twin sister, I am the animal. Oh my goodness. Like we actually have the same DNA. And again, he had every right not to be into me. That was totally fine. His friend happened to be into yes. my sister. That was great. But it was just very funny that even next to my twin sister, I was the also ran. I was the. And here's where I tell my third wheel to um, Fran Drescher story. So I'm going to say 2002, 2003, I'm working in West Palm Beach and they send me to Chris Everett's uh, celebrity pro-am, whatever celebrity tennis situation in Delray. And I had interviewed Fran Drescher, who was one of the celebrities beforehand. And they go, go to the thing, cover it. You can hang out with Fran. She goes, hey, it's nice to see you, whatever. Um, in the match that she played, Jimmy Fallon, who had not been invited, but I guess all celebrities know each other, had been playing. This was before The Tonight Show, much earlier 2000s, had been playing with his band. It was just off SNL, had been playing in Fort Lauderdale, I think. So they came up, they send the celebrity bat signal, they all come to the thing, he's doing the color commentary, whatever. So Fran had just gotten divorced from her longtime husband. And she's like, woohoo, ready to date. So we go to the celebrity holding area, and it's me and her and John Lovitz and Mar- and Alan Thick and just like random people walking by each other. It's very weird. So Fran's like, woohoo, flirty, flirty, flirty. Jimmy Fallon and the guy who was playing bass for him, don't remember his name, but I can see him in my ha- in my eyes. Cute beard, long hair, walk by. And Fran says, Oh, he's cute, the the bass player. She goes, should I say something to him? Like, girl, go for it. Do something. Say something. So she does that thing where she goes, hey, how you doing? They're talking. And so Jimmy Fallon and I have become those two friends who are now stuck talking to each other because our friends are talking to each other. And I go, hey, Jimmy. He's like, hey, what's up? And I go, listen, I'm a reporter. I'm just here because I'm talking to Frank. Because I ask you some questions. She goes, sure. So I got an interview with, Billy, with Jimmy Fallon. I'm waiting for Fran Drescher to stop flirting with his bass player. And so it happens all the time. There was never a threat of me dating Jimmy Fallon. I wasn't interested. I just wanted to, but I did get something out of it at least. So maybe I come up better in the story than you do, Lynn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the scene is, is painful. It's very Because painful. also because Noelle didn't, she did a bad thing. However, she's only in this conversation because her friend catfished using her face. Yes. And yes, that Noel had a, a human moment where she goes over 
Abby is at the TV at the radio station. She says, "Here's what I'll do. I'll go over to the to his house and I'll be sitting with him while you're on the radio and he'll realize that we're two different people." Mm-hmm. But he's brought all this cheese and this dessert from a photo shoot and he says, "Do you want to eat it?" And she goes, "I don't eat that. I don't eat that. Whatever." So, first of all, if a woman says she doesn't eat it, don't try to get that's it's mean. Yes. For whatever reason, it's mean to decide the great equalizer is making her eat something. Yes. That she doesn't want to. Her job depended on her not eating that. And also she gets to not eat it because it's a green moon yes. and the clovers and Venus or whatever the hell it is. Right. Well, also, he didn't know that her job. No. no. You're absolutely right. But she, like you said, doesn't matter what the reason was. She said but... she didn't want to eat it. So right. he gives her probably the first food that she's had in like five years. And, and she had an orgasm. <laughs> yes. Because she's like, what? And so it also, this really nice man is feeding it to her yes. and he's being tender and loving and sweet. Yeah. And because he and Abby in parentheses had eaten on the phone. So he doesn't know that she, this version doesn't eat food no so she has a moment where she just broke up with roy because he's thrown a pillow at her head and she reads a a magazine story that says are you dating a loser and realizes that roy is in fact a loser and dumps him so as lynn said she realizes that as a nice person she has access to actual nice people and this man who thinks they're dating as lynn also pointed out is being tender and nice so at that moment she doesn't have any compunction about going oops we forgot to be (laughs) we forgot to turn the radio uh, and also, he th- called her smart because remember he gives her a book and she goes, "Right, oh, you know, no one's ever given me a book without any pictures in it before." I was like, right. "What?" <laughs> I was like, "That's so insulting." It was so wild, but again, this movie was a lot about the circular. We Rob and I talked about this morning the sort of circular, the what came first, the chicken or the egg thing of, Leslie, we can hear your, you're fanning yourself. I know, it's whatever. I don't care. Something I'm miserable. I'm okay, li- so listeners, I- listeners, I am up in my room on the third floor of an old house where the air conditioning in this room has broken and my home warranty company, if you're listening, is not giving me answers about replacing it. So I'm sleeping. I'm Everything I do is in a fan. I would be downstairs in the real air conditioning if my modem was down there. So I am schwitzing to quote John Bennett Perry in Fool's Rush In, the white people are melting, except I'm not white. I'm a black. You know that line? Yes, the white people are, the, the Leslie is melting right now. So go ahead. That's another 90s movie. We mu- that's that terrible. It's terrible. But even though I, lo- I was in love with Matthew Perry when oh, that the movie came out. Yeah. I, I met so- him at that. Chris Everett thing and I asked him a question he didn't like and he was kind of rude to me so oh, anyway gosh. hang in Ooh. there Leslie I think we got a few more minutes left <laughs> yeah we're almost done um well we should we could be done we could go longer but we'll try not to go I'm gonna be fun. I'm but, a professional okay go get it get it get it get it um but but basically the circle of what came first the chicken or the egg thing of what are this when are the standards of beauty set and mm. and how when do we decide that we are following them and kind mm-hmm. of letting those things be accepted yes. or we're going on the other side saying that we're not accepted standards of anything. So basically you had Abby 
who had decided that she wasn't attractive because maybe because people made her feel unattractive. Mm -hmm. So both of those things were true. You had Noelle who had been told that she wasn't smart. So she accepted that she wasn't smart. And that pretty pretty was all she had. Yeah, that pretty was all she had. Exactly, that she had... That she had exactly, she had nothing else. And then you have Brian, who is in a world where Uma Thurman is considered more attractive. So he goes in that, but again, is not, can't say enough, enough that he is not given the chance. Yes. So what happens is after that scene, when he's taking more pictures of the woman he thinks he's dating, and not her and, friend and, that yes. he thinks is just her friend, with cheese, with cheese. Um, Abby decides that it's, and she, she sadly slinks out and sees them, their silhouettes going upstairs yeah. to his room and is, is of course devastated. And that scene again, just kicked me in the gut. Cause here's the thing. The three of us on this phone call are badasses. All of us. And we are badasses who have not always realized that we were, that we work and that we're all pretty like i'm not i'm not i'm not bragging we are i'm not bragging the three the skin on robin peace the skin (laughs) i'm serious i've always said to lynn that you're you have the prettiest skin i told you i have ever seen it's so gorgeous just you and and our friend nikki both have the skin they're just like You know, and if I told you, I, I did I absolutely you, nothing. No, just soap and water. <laughs> I would kind of hate you. I would kind of hate you. Hate you, and your beautiful skin. Because your beautiful skin, man. Just not a line. We're all the same age. Not a line on that face. It's ridiculous. It's terrible. I kind of terrible. dislike you as I'm talking to you. You had a point, Lynn. No, but just so basically the fact though that we have all had friends who were considered to be cuter, and we were fine, mm-hmm. but who we were kind of the ones kind of on the yep. side, either with a guy that was kind of like, I guess I'm talking to you because my friend's yep. talking to your cute friend. <laughs> or right, or we were just kind of there, kind of smiling into the moonlight. And this is before cell phones, so we didn't even have our phones to keep nope. us company. Oh, my <laughs> God. There, You're sitting there looking the at your watch going, well, I guess the bus coming, we have to go now. Yes. Um, I, I have vivid memories of being at Harbor Place in the 80s for and i'm not going to say which friends but uh, i mentioned a couple of them in this conversation nikki um and, and melanie melanie too you're standing there um and the boy the the friend who she was not talking to going oh i guess i'll talk to you whatever or like going out of the way not to talk to you to show that they're and so you're sitting there bored neglected and gotta catch a bus you gonna miss it's your fun. you gonna miss your bus because he didn't have a car. In a car. I wasn't ridden with him anyway. But all of this to say is that we have far too long. And I. I okay. Let's say, let's say that again. We have had our time wasted far too long. And I think that what Janine Garofalo was saying that, yes, things are still terrible. But I think there's is she is saying that there are movies where a woman like Michelle Buteau in The Survival of the Thickest are presented as gorgeous and sexually attractive and smart Mm-hmm. and funny in a brown larger body mm. and have you seen uh survivor of the thickest no. robin um well what's what's 
cool about that movie though is so she's a, a woman plus size black woman and she and her she's a stylist and she and her boy her boyfriend cheats he's a uh they're like a great power couple she's a stylist and he's a photographer and you know they working in ebony yeah and, right and so uh he cheats she moves she starts this new life and she um uh, is asked to style this former supermodel who's played by Garcelle Bouvet. And um, Garcelle is in this character is telling herself, like, she goes, what size do you wear? She goes, I'm a four. And she's like, no, <laughs> no, you're, you're not. And she wants to wear a corset. And she actually says to her, the first episode, I love that she does not have to find her self-esteem. No. She says to her, I only want to style people who are confident in their in their bodies. And if you are saying that you have to wear a corset, I can't work with so you. So you can pretend that you're a size. And even with the corset, she was not going to be mm -hmm. a four, right? You, you. I don't want to style you. And I again, that's different. I love, and it wasn't even said as like a. This is the show where the fat girl says that blah, blah, blah. And look at her. I mean, of course, it's called Survival of the Thickest. So it's about yes. a plus size woman who's claiming her plus sizeness. But I loved in the beginning that she says, I don't even work with people who are denying that. And, and because her brand was body positivity and she was the trademark of her brand because she was a body positive woman. She was mm -hmm. a person who knew she was cute. She was a person who... Maybe society didn't always get it, but she she uh, dresses like drag queens, and she you know, and Garcelle's character who fell into that thing where she felt that her only worth physically was thirty years ago, so she had to lie to herself that she still looked like she did thirty years ago, mm -hmm. and that she had because she was such a terrible person to people because of her own security, she had pushed off every stylist that had ever tried to work with her. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even tell her who it was. She goes to the house, they wouldn't even tell her who she's working with until she sees all the photos mm -hmm. in the house because this is a very difficult person. And Michelle Bateau's character is like, I, like Lynn said, I don't even do this. I don't even. And so we're in a much different place where we have the, yeah. uh, uh, Never Have I Evers and all those shows with brown and Asian and black women and gay kids and whatever. So we are reinventing what a romantic leading yes character looks like. And Tall Girl, have you seen Tall no. Girl? Those movies. It's another like YA, like it's young white girl, but she's really, really tall. tall, and she's been told. I mean, really tall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's been told her whole life that she's unattractive, mm. and um, the only guy that like the guy that likes has been in love with her forever is the short neighbor who she actually winds up mm -hmm. with, uh, because he's seen who she is the whole entire mm -hmm. time. Um, so going back to um, to the heck, cats and dogs again. The the difference is this movie could not should not be made this way. I mean, there was a Cyr there was a Cyrano a couple of years ago. Yes, right? it was based on the movie, it. and I didn't see it. But it was not based on the movie, based on a book. <laughs> and it was it, right, it was, but it was a black actor. Um, what was he in? What black actor? What it was? What was the black actor's name? Oh. It was. It didn't get a lot of play because it came out. Somebody look it up. It, it came out during the pandemic. It didn't get a lot of 
Oh. It didn't get a lot of play. It was it went to streaming. Mm. Leslie, look up Cyrano. Can you look up Cyrano? I will. Black actor. I I was interested in seeing it because of the black actor who was playing it. What was it? I want to say he might have been in Hamilton. Oh, it was um, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, that was him. Cyrano. And the guy's name is Bashir Salud. No, Kelvin Harrison. It's Kelvin Harrison, everybody. Who's Calvin Harrison? Calvin Harrison was in Chevalier. That's what he was in. And I did. Oh. Which, honestly, I got to be honest, was just okay. Okay, I didn't see it. It was just, it was a beautiful movie, but I wish it had been less about his relationship with this white woman and more about things like his revolution, that he was part of the revolution. I felt like too much of that was centered on it and it bored me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I get it. It's going to end tragically. Okay, fine. Um, I was less interested in it as a bodice ripper and more interested in it as a, this guy and his life he has to live. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I didn't direct it. I don't have no money. So <laughs> it is what it is. But I am... Um, it was a beautiful movie. I mean, I, th- I think it's worth watching. I just expected to be blown away. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I was like, I guess. Yeah. Um, I so much. I guess. Well, speaking of I guess, um, in truth, back to the black cats and dogs. So Noel goes upstairs at the end of the let's get drunk date yes. three time, three date and goes upstairs with him. Uh, Abby leaves broken sad and disgusted and broken hearted and Noel calls her and says and she won't talk to her yeah right and she won't talk to her and she's so she starts leaving her these messages and she's like look i got this movie or photo shoot or something and i'm away but she um is like look nothing happened we got upstairs we started kissing i realized that this was way too far and he was calling your name he meant abby he wanted you not me he didn't want me and so i left yeah and so we have not been in contact. I'm on, person, on purpose not talking to her, to him. Mm-hmm. And it, it, during this point is where is when they have that day, that time on the yes, beach, that's, right? That's, where they run into each they, other. They run into each other when she's returning all that lovely stuff she bought <laughs> at the cosmetic counter. And she's like, and I'm thank you, thank you for the attitude of you returning this stuff. <laughs> But I like Chanel I like lady. Noelle's lady. response. One one of her comments is that have you ever looked in the mirror so long that your face doesn't make sense? It's just a bunch of shapes. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought that was so deep, and from the, somebody who cut who everyone says isn't that smart. Yeah, because she's understanding how she's seen that she's like everyone sees me and there's they go out of the way in the mood of like oh everybody sees noel and they stop in their tracks and they can't pour coffee and they run into traffic and whatever and i mean and she pretty but very few people are that pretty that you're just every time you see them you're gonna walk into traffic i mean or you're or beat yourself up because you get a beast and be attacked I just ridiculous, but they're making a point. So what she's saying is this thing that society has told me is my worth Mm -hmm. is really just a bunch of happenstance shapes that appeared in my face and I had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I look weird and I look in the mirror like anybody else, your face would look that way. My face looks that way. We're all like a weird amalgamation of features. Yes. Um, and I, I love that line. I just, I feel like, and maybe that, maybe this is, maybe this is my next novel guys. (laughs) 
is figuring out a way to make this as less catfishy. I don't think there is. Or where no. there isn't, because that's the whole point of it. It's catfish the freaking novel. Is the you know Catfish. Catfish the novel. It is. It's just so and I understand the point of it, particularly if you are a person who is I think most of us feel we are, who identify with the Abby character rather than the Noel character, but that you see that the mastermind of this is Abby because yes the secure insecurities that society has placed on her but she's Janine Garofalo it's like watching Drew Barrymore never been kissed and go yeah that makes sense no it doesn't <laughs> it's yeah sure well, sure she's also, unattractive no she's not well but he also thinks that he's in love with a teenager and that's really it's gross, gross. like that movie is gross oh if you think kissed, about yeah. never been kissed like and so he has all this internalized guilt because he thinks he's attracted to a teenager, but he's not. He's attracted to a 25-year-old. But it's the it's so... Bleh. The 90s, guys, if you're listening to this, and once again, <laughs> I always say I have no idea if anybody under 40 is listening to this, or 50 even, um, except for the people that are on our show. But um, the 90s had some screwed up things like let's make a movie about a, a woman, and I'm more upset as a journalist about a copy editor with an office. No, no know who decides to go undercover because they don't have anybody else and at the chicago sun times there is no other young reporter who's actually a reporter who can go do this and first of all it's a bad idea they would never do that they would never ever without telling the administration they would never without having like all kinds of because stuff like this happens Stuff like this would happen where you would set up where like you just go undercover in a high school with as an adult with a bunch of kids. You're in the locker room with kids. I mean, just everything about it. And now that we understand that there are a lot more gay and bisexual and um, pansexual people, who's to say this female character wouldn't wind up in a, a locker room full of girls she was attracted to? I mean, everything about it is it's so stupid. Gross. It's just stupid. But they go, and at the end when she's waiting there for him to kiss her, and it's super long. That scene is so internally long. And I remember watching it for the first time as a grown-up grown-up going, yeah, he shouldn't have shown up. This was all terrible. I can't believe. <laughs> what? So, so hold on. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. So, um, so to speed up the end of the movie we're actually talking about, but I love that we're talking about all these movies. But, um, so... She and uh, I could say his name was Scott. Brian, was Brian. Brian. I keep forgetting what this name, man's name is because no one cares. So <laughs> she and Ben Chaplin um, go to they run into each other and kind of hang out and basically have like a date. Mm -hmm. And it's really wonderful. And then like he says that line to the Robin said, you know, because I've been trying to call Abby and she's not answering. And she goes, yeah, I haven't really talked to her either. And he says, well, tell her if you talk to her, tell her I missed your face. And that kind of like is a stab in the heart because she's reminded again about the whole face thing. And she says several times in the movie, you like her because she's beautiful, right? Yeah. Because she's beautiful. And it's said in this very like um, way like she's fighting with him. But he's like, what? Yeah. Like, because I he was told that this gorgeous person that he connected to because of her spirit also happened to be good looking. Yeah. If you told me, uh, Lynn, name a person you know I'm attracted to. 
Eric Stoltz. Okay, so from nineteen from nineteen eighty five. So if <laughs> if 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 some kind of wonderful nineteen eighty seven Eric Stoltz talks to me on the phone and I think he's really attractive, I don't know what he looks like, and then I meet him and he looks like Eric Stoltz. Win win. But I was first attracted to him, so it's not my fault if it turns out to be Eric Stoltz from this from the present day. You know, yeah, because that would be weird because of the thirty-year age difference. Um, but he's still a very—he's still a very attractive man. But yeah, it's like the kind of guys I used to be like fifteen years ago on like Yahoo Yahoo Personals was rampant with these guys who would have photos that were clearly from nineteen eighty-seven. Told you that story today, Robin. Told you that story. Clearly, today. and you would say. And they try to make you feel bad when you go, this photo is clear from 1987. Well, what? That's me. No, that's you in 1987. You wouldn't have put that as your profile picture <laughs> if you don't want me to think that you were 25 years old and you're 57. And just say you're 57 and I'm not going to be interested. Uh-huh. But you're lying to me. Yes. But at least I ha- I get to have that conversation. Abby and Noel did not give, mostly Abby, did not give him the chance to know. Yes. Whether he would have been attracted to her. And why wouldn't he? Because they look like Janine Garofalo. And that was the thinnest and conventionally prettiest Janine Garofalo had ever been in a movie. That they made her lose weight and be skinny Janine Garofalo. And she's still not good looking. Not good enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's psychotic, this movie. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's not. So, um, what happens is, is that, um... Noelle comes back from being away and that um, she basically meets him as, quote, Abby and kind of, like, breaks up with him. He doesn't understand what's happening. She gives him he goes, the book back. Oh, and says meet him. And did she say meet me at, yeah, my, meet me at my place? Yeah, meet me at my place. Oh, we didn't talk about the book. He Well, we did talk about yes. the book. He gave her the book. And, and so she, but Noelle would, he would say things like... Um, he, the book that he gave us. Yes. Because she realizes that it's really this, it's them together, yes. right? Yes. And so. And he says, he, and she, when she gives the book back, she goes, I needed a dictionary to fix, yes. to figure this to book. To read this book, yeah. Right, exactly. So he shows up at Abby, the actual Abby's apartment. She's about to take a bath. She pretends that. Noelle as Abby is actually at her house taking a bath and isn't able to talk to him (laughs) and just keeps it going. So finally he looks at a picture of her. He he knocked it it into the, he knocked it to the table and was went to reach to grab it before he fell fell down. Yes. And then he saw the picture. A picture of her and the truth about cats and dogs, which he had never yes. seen. So actually, she was in promo, but he had never seen it. So anyway, Ignorance. he's like, what is this? Were you trying to humiliate mm-hmm. me? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. He's, of course, upset. So he's with nobody. And then, and maybe that's better for Brian. Maybe. And maybe that's better. So does she, and, I can't remember, she and, they make up, right? She and Noah yes. make up, and I'm forgetting, yeah. And they make up. So then at the very end of the movie... She is, Abby is at her thing and the dog at her station 
the dog on roller skates shows up. And hey. can we talk about how this is unethical? Can we talk about how you should not put poor animals? That he did a dumb thing in the very beginning, getting a dog from oh, a shelter he thought the he could throw away. The dog was on roller skates. The dog has the roller skates, and they tell her to put the roller skates yes. on, right? Or is a dog on roller no. skates? And she takes he, them he off. He has no. the roller skates in a bag in his mouth, and he goes to the yes. station, right? And he, he and it and on the bag it says, "Put these on." And I'm like, so everyone, everyone's like, yes, yes, do it, yes. do it, do and it. And so she goes and off, <laughs> rolling down the street, rolling down the street on roller skates, dog with a dog dragging her. <laughs> and he whistles, and the dog goes straight to him, and she he catches her, and she's like, can I take these off now? Yes. Were this, was this for your humiliation? And he's like. Well, partly, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and and I have, guys, as I'm watching, uh, as I we're talking, I have... Oh, I, th- I thought Lynn was frozen. Okay. Oh, no, no. She was just sitting there. Um, I am watching the last scene. It has it frozen with them kissing. And as Jimmy Garofalo says, honestly, a smart person never would have wanted to be in a relationship with this person because she had lied to him for so long. But that the third act of a movie such as this demands mm-hmm. that it end this way. And um, I don't want to be catfished. I don't want to have someone lie to me about who they are and what they look like. I don't care that I'm talking to you on the phone and it's okay. I just... I met someone recently who wound up marrying a person who had catfished them because yeah, had catfished them and then, but was already at that point in love with this person and wind up like moving overseas and marrying them. And I don't understand it. It didn't last, but I don't, I'll get it. I don't, I don't love nobody that much. And maybe, maybe this is me not ready to take a chance again, Barry Manilow reference to an earlier episode. Um, <laughs> But I'm not going to take a chance on people lying to me or playing games with me. And so, yeah, this movie is no longer what I think is a sweetheart warming, you know, thing about confidence. It's a thing about a woman who lied to a guy and got got hurt because the lie worked too well. Yeah. I was catfished. I was, some guy attempted to catfish me. No. He, a long time ago, I was... I was talking to a guy. He pretended that he was in the military. And for for about two weeks, we were chatting. And then he started, he said, well, I, I need some money because I lost, I lost my money doing something. Can, can you send it to my sister in the States and she'll get it to me? And I knew it. I, I, I was like, okay, this guy is trying to set me up to get money for me. And I cut all contact with him in that second as soon as he asked me for money. And I think, Robin, that you and I were both matched with him. Oh, really? I didn't know maybe. that. <laughs> what? I, I, maybe I'm making that up, but I really think, or maybe I saw this dude later, but maybe it wasn't, the, no, maybe it wasn't the same guy, but could be, I'm thinking, because I remember you telling me that story, that there was also a guy that I started talking to who immediately, on like eHarmony, who immediately was like, hey, like he didn't even wait long enough to even have a relationship. He was like, hey, I need money. After like talking once, I was like, no, dude, you didn't even wait. No, this wasn't eHarmony. This was um, MSN Messenger. Oh, I had a guy once who on Hinge, this is, I'm going to say five years ago or so, who had, Hinge is terrible. I deleted it again recently, but... So on Hinge and this dude um, 
proposes to be a widower, and I'm widowed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got this picture of him and this child, mm-hmm. and he looks like a normal-looking white dude, claims to be Scandinavian or something. And we start talking, and I said, as a thing that we do in widow communities, when was your loss? Mm-hmm. And he says, what? And I said, your loss. And he said, huh? And I said, you're widowed, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I know at this point that this is a lie. Uh-huh. Because I was told at one of my widow seminars that people look for widows because they assume that they have money. Yes. They assume that there is a house or yes. insurance money or something and that they're stupid and lonely and desperate. So he goes, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, this is fake. So he says, do you own or rent? And I said, why would you ever need to know that? Mm-hmm. In our literal, our first conversation, she goes, I just felt like asking. And I said, you were a catfish and you were gone. And I deleted him. But, um, the, yeah, he didn't even wait to try to get me. It's just like he was a bad catfisher. Yes. Impatient. Impatient. The, for my new album, The Impatient Catfish. Get yes. it. You know, from from the album Cyrano, the uh, would you catfish catfish the book, <laughs> um, catfish the so, novel, yeah. So the movie ends with them together. Yes, we're wondering if it's a good idea, and again, <laughs> and the, the idea of being loved for who you are in its fullness. It's great. It is. Now, the whole thing about him on the urn, the thing is the whole thing, like, you wanted to humiliate you. Like, he had to make her feel a bit Mm -hmm. bad, which I hate. And also, she catfished him. And it was, I don't know, it was one of those endings where, again, I am happy that they were happy. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Janine Garofalo would said a couple years ago, where was the trust and what was this foundation built on? Yes. Right. And my question is, how can he, he says, I only really ever loved one woman. I'm like, he went to love and real quickly. I could see like love (laughs) after a seven hour phone call. (laughs) But he, and he kept saying that when, when Abby, who as Uma Thurman is Abby, because, but I love you. But I love yes, you. Yes, I, I mean, like love. And also, I want to I know more about Brian. I want to know more about his background and why he's so stupid. I want to know. <laughs> yes. yes. I want to know, it's, is he like, and I, I the, the Jamie Foxx character, I feel like there was a, some mention of a breakup or something like there had been like he was single, like we established that he's unlucky in love or something. I feel like maybe I'm making this up. I need to rewatch it. Jamie Foxx playing, who is now an Oscar winner, playing (laughs) fifth banana to all these white people is hilarious to me because now I'm watching it going, Jamie Foxx was the friend with a niece and no romantic prospects. Really? Okay. All right, movie. We believe you. Um, and I had forgotten until that moment that, that, that Jamie Foxx was in this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, great. But, you know, I just, like I said, I don't, I, I appreciate the movie for what it was trying to do. I just don't think, I think that we are just in a very different world now. And I think that I understand, like the mirror has two faces, whereas Robin, the thing that she said the best in that interview was that they make this whole show of Barbara Streisand's character at the gym and she never actually lost any weight. Nope. She just bought a smaller dress. No. She, uh, 
and did yeah, her hair did, and wore did her makeup. hair and did makeup. <laughs> Never actually lost any weight. No. Didn't even try to make her look Sheila. She was wearing, it's like, oh, now I'm wearing a dress that fits me. Yes. And now I, somehow I, I looked, you look different when your clothes fit you. I remember being in clothes that for whatever reason, after my widowhood, I wore big black, I, was, I gained weight too, but I wore big black things that didn't mm-hmm. zip up and whatever. And finally, my mother said, I hate that dress. <laughs> that dress is too big for you. You look stupid stop it mm-hmm. stop it put it i bought this dress we went shopping i was out of this awards ceremony and she hated that dress she was like that's what she thought she was even a lady who tried it on for me with me was like oh, i guess i was like i love this dress so much i love it so much and my mother's like i hated that dress i hated that fo- those photos i thought it was a sad dress you were a sad girl but you would have felt better in a better dress and i'm like she wasn't wrong so the fact that the the lies that we told ourselves in the 90s because we were being lied to yes we didn't just make this up we didn't make up that we were not considered attractive Mm -hmm. or that we were not the standard of beauty but yeah robin if i may say you know became a belly dancer and was beautiful and is beautiful and celebrated her body and her femininity and her gorgeous skin all of it and because she decided she got to she got to do this because she was a woman with a body my friend marucci says how to get a bikini body get a bikini put it on your body bikini body <laughs> and, and that's it and that we no longer even though society still tells us tries to tell us we don't have to listen anymore because we have so many examples of how that's not true mm-hmm we have that so maybe this movie sort of was a necessary evil to get us past that yes what do you think lynn yes <laughs> maybe no it no you're right it's 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 kind of good sometimes to look back at the things that we accepted as being a certain thing yes and as being maybe okay and to look back now knowing more even like you said the star of the freaking movie to the protagonist, the woman who played the protagonist, to look back later and go, yeah, not a good message. And she even knew yeah. it then that she had to pretend and stuff her beauty. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we were talking about, and I know we have to, we keep trying to oh wrap gosh, up, but we're not wrapping up. Um, no, no, it's not you. We keep to all keep talking, but you know, so this movie was made in '96, right? And so Reality Bites came out in '94, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the first big like Janine Garofalo movies, mm-hmm. right? Was her? But again, I, you, Leslie was talking about going on Twitter and just googling and just putting in the search engine "truth about cats and dogs." And over the years, all all the comments that people have said, and basically it, it boils down to. Why did we ever accept that Janine Garofalo was fat and ugly in 1996? But it also talked about her in Reality Bites, where she was supposed to be kind of weird and unattractive because she was compared to the very short, tiny Winona Ryder. Waif-like. Right? (laughs) Waif-like Winona Ryder. Waif-like. Winona Ryder. Sort of teenage boy shaped. Mm -hmm. And that that was the standard... And that so Janine Garofalo, I think Truth About Cats and Dogs was her first romantic comedy kind of thing. And she she lost weight. She was smaller than she was yes. in in um 
in uh, Reality Bites. And what's crazy is how tall she looked in Reality Bites because she was standing next to Renona mm. Ryder, Renona Ryder, who was short. But how short she looks mm-hmm. in the Truth About Cats and Dogs everybody... because she's standing next to Uma Thurman. And everybody was tall because in that she... movie. Right, Janine Garofalo is petite. She is a shorter woman, but she looks like a giant standing well, next to her. Also, because it's the way that they dressed her. She had that bangs, straight bangs across her face. She in reality, in reality bites, bites mm-hmm. because she was wearing that uniform of like attractive stuff that doesn't fit you. And because she was significantly larger body wise. And then she did The Matchmaker, which is a very cute movie. Yes, I love that movie. Um, the, well, who was in that? I'm trying to remember. Oh. Her and Dennis Leary wasn't the guy. He was like the terrible guy who worked for the congressperson. Uh-huh. I forget who the guy was. I forget the romantic lead, but he was Irish, wasn't he? Yes. We're basically there. Yeah, so she's working for a politician who claims to be Irish. Mm-hmm. And there's a really funny twist in that. But he claims to be Irish from the specific town. So they say we want to connect him yeah. to these Irish people. Yeah, so they yeah, send yeah. him to this town. And it happens to be when they're having the matchmaking festival. Mm-hmm. And so... The matchmaker decides he's going to try to match her with it. It's stupid, but it's yes. really cute. <laughs> it's really cute, and it's got lots of cute guys with Irish accents and stuff. And she's adorable, and like most things, she's in smarter than the actual movie. Yes. Um, yeah, just, yeah. It, and that was a great point, Lynn, about the size part of it, about who they put you next to mm-hmm. and what it, who it looks like you are. Yes. Um, based on, and even as the character in reality bites she's not heavy she's just heavier than winona Ryder. she's probably an eight yeah yeah if it was it was weird so as we wrap up robin yes you're a veteran of this show <laughs> and we always ask and you have to come back for um never been kissed okay <laughs> oh no we, 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 no 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 why, why not <laughs> Didn't we just kind of wrap up never been I don't I don't think show? we did. We didn't go in the into her okay, brother fine. pretending to be a, a high school student and dating a um dating a girl in high school. Okay, fine. We'll talk about it. Anyway, Robin, We love you. Robin is now our problematic 90s um movies. movie person. Um, okay. But um so Robin uh after this conversation or maybe you just don't care about this conversation because we went lots of places do you find this movie cheesy and also do you care if it is well (laughs) initially this movie is very cheesy because the ending that they end up after all the shenanigans they end up together and end up together in the most cheesy way but Honestly, after butchering its death, I, I I can't even say that I would watch this again <laughs> because it's it hurts my heart. <laughs> Gosh, it hurts my heart. Gosh. It's like I said, I don't think there's a way to remake this unless they made it so you were it was clear that Abby was the bad person and that they did and that he was the victim that was really like a catfish that it was really like and then she gets mad maybe it's a horror movie this time 
Hey. <laughs> and the tr- let's talk about you know seriously I, I i don't know anyway i think it's cheesy and terrible and i'm i'm sad for everybody involved <laughs> in, including the yes. dog um so robin where can we find you we asked you this before yes you can find me on facebook under robin regina peace under instagram and twitter under lady peace 1971 I have a website, but it's under construction at the moment. So if you keep up with my social media sites, I will announce the new webpage when it's ready. Love an announcement. All right. Well, thank you, Robin. Thank you, sister. Um, yes. Thank you, Jeannie Garofalo, for that wonderful interview you did a couple years ago, seriously, about this and sort of putting this movie into a lovely perspective. Um, and when I when we do this next week, if I'm going to tag Jeannie Garofalo and everything that we do. Oh, yeah. Or, yes, because she did a great job. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, keep it easy, keep it breezy, keep it cheesy. Bye.